previously on Live at 605. I'm holding this giant frozen turkey, and we're walking down the street, and what do you say? Can I get a coffee? I'm like, sure. It sounds like I'm cradling this giant frozen turkey like a newborn baby. And it's like, they didn't even give us some bags. No, I'm literally just... John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Amazing. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is season 22, episode 10 of Live at 605, and I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. And this is a big, big episode. I know we say that often, but this is literally (laughs) the best episode of 2022 because it's the best of 2022. And I think what makes it more exciting is that we actually got to do things in 2022, which means like best of our concerts came back. Some new shows obviously came around the bend. So, you know, we're excited to break it down for you for all things pop culture. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's not a best of where we're like playing the best clips of the year. This is literally all of our favorite shit. And I like to think, even though I feel like some, like, obviously different journalists have come out with their best of lists already, yeah. ours is the one that kind of counts. Well, because the other ones are so mainstream, like shocking Beyonce's number one for everything. It's like OVS, right? Like where I'm like, I guess so. But she did not make either of our lists. Exactly. I mean, like, what other lists are you going to find? Like St. Lucia or Wallows or totally. I'm assuming Wallows is on your list. I don't know. But this is this is always a big episode, so I I don't want to I don't think we have any sponsorships. No. I think we save all the stories for next week. We got some big ones. Totally, and this is actually one of my favorite episodes to do the artwork for. Even though I guess yeah. I only do artwork for two episodes, but no, right? Yeah, you always do such cool custom artwork. And then the thing is, for our best songs of the year, we'll make an Apple Music playlist and we'll post that so people can download it. Totally. And then I'll post a link to our WordPress that has the full list of everything. So the full list will be on WordPress. Our full analyst will be on this podcast. And if you have Apple Music, you can download the playlist. So uh, I'm trying to think, how do you even want to start this? Like, is there, I I feel like we should do songs last because then one of our best songs will be the song of the week. Do we start with, do we go crazy and just start with best concerts because we haven't done concerts or do we ease in with like best? Ease into concerts. All right. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with albums? Let's do albums. Okay. So are yours ranked? Yes, they are ranked. These are the best albums of 2022. So you have the distinction of either going, do you want to go first, second, or like, did you rank your albums 10, 9, 8? So do you want to go back and forth ping pong or do you want to like go first or me go first? I think you should go first, but I will say like out of the gate, the reason I picked my albums though was that they were front to end, like seamless listens. Yes. Despite what my Apple music (laughs) (laughs) selection could be just because of things running in the background. Sure. I feel like these albums, one defined a moment for me, but again, front to back. I agree. And it's funny. Well, our best of our most listened to songs and albums, according to Apple music, Mm -hmm. aren't just from this year. It's just what we listen to most. I mean, this is the best albums from this year. So I, I agree with you. Some of these ones you might agree, you might disagree with the order. Mm-hmm. But number 10, I, I, I guess I can almost even say like some almost made it, made it for me. Like, okay, stick to, the, stick to the plan. I am. Just kidding. <laughs> what are your top 10 albums? Well, I'm tell- I have a list of albums <laughs> okay. like always didn't make my top 10. Did they make your top 10? No, I'm curious to see what made your top 10. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just telling you, this is tough because yeah. there's so many songs and albums. That yeah, we didn't... can do honorable mentions after. All right. So number 10 is something I didn't 
almost didn't make my list because it's relatively new, but it's Alpha Zulu by Phoenix. Whoa. What do you, like? I know you have a few songs off that album you love. Yeah. Right? I'm surprised they made the list because when was the last time Phoenix dropped an album? Uh, that was probably like five, six years ago. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I think when we were listening to the Phoenix album, you and I were both expecting stuff like... Um, whatever that big album was what was their big album listomania and like yeah, stuff like that all that stuff but i think we ended up like listening to this album kind of on repeat a mm-hmm. lot recently and the only reason why it's maybe a little bit higher than not as low as it should be is because it's relatively new and we just haven't had like a full 12 months to listen mm-hmm. to it so that's number 10 for me mm-hmm. number nine here's a guy that i usually like his singles but i haven't really liked his an album of his but it's honestly never mind by Drake. Whoa. Which I think is controversial. A, yeah, well, I think a lot of people didn't like it, but I like that it was more dance vibes to it. Like mm-hmm. we uh I mean we were able to have parties again this year. So a lot of his songs from this album made our like party playlists I found. And one of the songs we like off that album a lot is like Texco Green. Yeah, Texco Green is really good. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just think it's a pretty solid album. Like, how do you feel about that album? I know you're not a huge Drake no, fan, but but I will say though, to your point, it's been a good dance album. It's a good nighttime kind yeah. of dance album or a nighttime driving album. Yeah. Um so whereas like a lot of people are like Beyonce's album is like a perfect nineties dance, dance album. Yeah. I'm kind of like, this is a perfect 2020s dance album. Yeah, I like Drake too, because he's not like the world's best singer, but it's almost more about like the beats. Yeah, that are the just vibes. The vibes and the beats. And he still has classic Drake-isms, like songs called Texco Go Dream, Green. What is are a- Texco Dream? <laughs> How about I just move right on to number number eight <laughs> on my list, which I think might make your list too. It's the collaborative album Cheat Codes by Danger Mouse Ooh. and Black Thought, which is... Uh, I'm a big, big Danger Mouse fan. I became a fan of his when he first made the, the band um, Gnarls Barkley with CeeLo Green back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's produced for Broken Bell. Well, he is Broken Bell, sorry. Yeah. He produced for like um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And this album, I don't know if you know much about it, is an album that's been in the makings for like 10 plus years. No. So Black Dot is the lead rapper for The, the Roots, Roots, who yeah. we all know, and Danger Mouse is the producer. Apparently, they were supposed to make this album for years and years and years. Originally, it was supposed to be called, I think, Danger Thought or something like that. Okay. And it just never kind of came out. <laughs> Not Black Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Danger Thought. And then they finally made this album this year. And to me, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Like I, 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 I love that they have some really good features on it, like Run the Jewels, ASAP Rocky. Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Like, it's just... It's just cool vibes. I just think Danger Mouse is a cool producer and Black Thought is a really good rapper. So what what are your thoughts on this album? I absolutely love it. So if you've been listening to our podcast this season, we actually, I think we did Belize. Yeah, that's right. Off that album as like one of the songs of the week. Exactly. (laughs) So this is where it gets a little bit tougher because initially, so that was number eight. Number seven for me was a top three album initially. And this came out probably in February or March, but it's kind of maybe been bumped bumped down a bit. It's a very solid album, but it's like almost 30 songs. And it's the oh. album Once Twice Melody by Beach House. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if you listen to this album as Not much as, as much me. as you. Beach House is a band that like they're super indie dream pop. And they have a couple songs I always love. But I never really loved their full albums because they're almost maybe a little too like peculiar for okay. me. A little strange, a little out there. But this is one. They're like ACDC-esque. No. I feel like they are. ACDC? Isn't that? The hard rock band? I don't know. It's kind of like alternative. Once, no. twice, Melody? Yeah, by, by I Beach House. I thought they were kind of alternative, like a new agey ACDC. 
But ACDC is like, ACDC is like, like scream stuff. I guess this, this tell me, <laughs> hold on. Tell me if this is, um, if this sounds like ACDC to you. I know this album is more like, no, a hundred percent. It's more like fairy tale, yeah. like, like surrealist sounding kind of thing. Yeah. But isn't Beach House historically more? No, they're very no, they're very dreamy. Like oh. if I play you, uh, I'm trying to figure out what their the number one song that I really like by them is. Uh, uh, hold on, I don't want to. They've been out for a while. Oh yeah, they've been out for a long time. I think it's this album, Teen Dreams. Anyways, no, anyway. they're, they're they're more of a dream poppy album. But this is an album I found I listened to a lot mm-hmm. whilst I was working, and it was just kind of like good background music. But it's also it's tough. Not that it's sad music, but it's not like pump you up music. So I'm not going to necessarily listen to it walking the streets unless it's like I'm by myself at nighttime. Yeah. There, one of the deep cuts of the podcast we haven't got into this is John has a playlist Oof, called rough. rough. <laughs> and so one day I was real sad and he's like, Val, we're going to listen to this playlist. Got, I've been with John for 13 years. I have never heard this playlist before. And the first song came on and I was like, oh my God, this is so demoralizing. Yeah. And and then we were, I was so sad that friends of the podcast, Ferris and Cam actually came over, which was a good pick me up. Yeah. But we, just, we have to get that playlist off your phone. Oh, one of the, one of the album songs from Beach House is on this. This oh, is God. This is my favorite song from the album. It's called Over and Over here. Oh yeah. I like the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but th- yeah, this is a great song and this is what the beach house album yeah. sounds like. But I think you're out. The rough playlist started with like stay by Rihanna. And it was like, so sad. <laughs> like, oh. What's sad about this playlist? And they're, off track, <laughs> off track. You're the one who brought up my sad playlist. Don't tell people about this. <laughs> So that was number seven. And then number six, again, I thought this would be my number one album of the year, mm. but it hasn't. Uh, but it's still probably my favorite album by this band. And it is Lucifer on the Sofa by Spoon, Ooh. which kind of, I, I think out of our friend group, I probably like Spoon the most, I would say. I think so. We actually got um, that album for mm-hmm. Sean Sean's for his birth. birthday. Yeah. And they really liked the album. Mm-hmm. And they, it was good because when we got them the album, they're like, oh, we love the song. I think Wild. Yeah. And we're like, we haven't listened to the album yet. But mm-hmm. that was actually on uh, Pitchfork or Rolling Stone's best album. I, I think both of them. I yeah. would hope so. It's just, a, again, front to back. There's not a, not a bad song on this album. So mm-hmm. huge, huge Spoon fan. Would you ever see them in concert? Or do you not not as into them? Okay, so I think I'm in the same vein as like maybe Sean and Tesla. Whereas <laughs> like, like that's fair. That's no, okay. no, like you've played Spoon for yeah. me for years, yeah, and yeah. it's on like different playlists and whatnot. To your point, I like this album the most because for whatever reason, it feels the most commercially. Yeah, it's definitely their most commercial album. Most I'd full. say. Um, it kind of reminds me of My Morning Jacket. Yeah, a little bit. A little I, bit. Same vein. They could tour together. Um. So yeah, I ju- I just like this album. So if they did come in yeah. on tour, yes. And now that this was their main album, yes, I see. hundred percent, I would them. go see them. Okay, so number five for me initially was number seven by Flipped Beach Houses and these this guy. Mm. And the I think when this album first came out, I was somewhat disappointed in it because I was anticipating so much but the more and more and more i listen to it i'm like this might be my second second favorite album by him oh is this kendrick this is kendrick mr morale and the big steppers yeah (laughs) good kid mad city is by far my favorite album by kendrick but this is my second favorite album by him and i mean it just gets 
better and better with each listen. There's so much to it, I think. Like his, yeah, uh, his so many layers. There's so many layers in the beats, the rhymes, you the raps. You also just like the music videos. Yeah, well, he put out a new mu- music video the other day that we liked with yeah, Helen Mirren, right? Yeah. But um, I'm sure he's on your list. I don't want to ask where, but where amongst his catalog does this album rank for you? Like, what's your oh, favorite Kendrick album? I think it's still Damn. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say um, Pimp a Butterfly. Ooh, I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it's not even good Kid Mad oh, City. I like that one too. So that's what got you into this it, right? This is the problem though. You I have like, a bigger connection to him than I, I do. I do. And I love Kendrick. I think this is, this is a really great, like it definitely, it, so it made my list. It's number three. Oh, oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, to no your point, intended. the more you listen to it, the more you love it. I loved it as a nighttime walking album. Yeah, well, front to back was aces yes. when you came to pick me up from work that's true um which was amazing i think it's just it's a different it's a different energy like damn is very anthemic it's yeah. kind of all sounds like n95 yes energy level yes to pimp is obviously like more jazzy. jazz kind of thing and it's like oh like wesley's house is like everything to me good kids more like west, west coast, coast yeah. right and that shit's like kind of like nostalgic almost yeah, right like, and like Indier. Yes. Like right? no one really knew. There was no expect. Well, no, he was huge then, but yeah. now he's just like, you expect so much for him, totally. which is why at first I was like, oh, I don't know where this ranks, but yeah. Second favorite Kendrick album and number five on my list. Woo, I hope he wins. Even though Grammys mean nothing. Yeah. I feel like he deserves it. He and got ha- fucking spooked. <laughs> How badly do you want Kendrick and baby Keem to put out a collaborative oh, album together? So the one story I will say, can I just tell the distillers? So yeah, go I went oh, to, yeah. I went to the distillers. Oh, you should save this. Okay, we might need, save we, we'll I'll need save it. it. Just, just the power yeah. of Baby Keem and Kendrick were real that this day. This is our third last episode. <laughs> yeah. Our last episode of the year will be your be- your birthday. Okay. We need one episode where we have nothing. Oh, okay. That's fair. I'll save but it. But you have a great story about Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem. Totally. And budding in line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number four, you Family might. Family <laughs> Number four. I'm going to get the sound effect ready because I think you're going to be really um, upset with me. Number four is Tell Me That It's Over what? by The Wallows. Okay, first Sir, of all. first of all, it's Wallows. First of all, and second of all. It's not The Wallows. <laughs> yeah. There's no surprise here that mm. this is, I think this is the first year we actually embraced our love for Wallows because every year before this, we made fun of each other. Yeah, we well, obvi- I made fun of you mainly. <laughs> but we finally embraced it. Like the year started with us both getting tickets to Wallows yeah, for Christmas. for each other. <laughs> and then their new album came out in March and they're again, high expectations from both of us. And it absolutely slaps. Like, there's no doubt about that. It's a slapper of an album. Like, yeah. it's just which I think was our premiere band of the week. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Their songs in their concert are all over my best of. So this was really tough. I mean, I think you'll you'll agree. My top three. You mm-hmm. can see why I, I put these guys number four. I love mm-hmm. the album. I just I just love Wallow. So they they beat Kendrick. So that's pretty good. That's okay. Pretty cool. Number three, this is tough. This is, I'm really happy this is number three. Mm-hmm. It's Utopia by St. Lucia. St. Lucia to me is one of my favorite bands, but they almost suffer. Which is like Brooklyn, dance, dance pop, pop, indie. Like yeah. everyone knows the song Elevate. They're, we talked about their concert a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. St. Lucia to me is almost like Haim where I don't think I'll ever like a Haim album better than Haim's first album. Mm-hmm. And to me, the debut St. Lucia album is by far the best. Oh, Hundo. But this came pretty close. Like St. Lucia's first album, again, mm-hmm. kind of like Kendrick's is my favorite. But their new album uh, lived up to expectations for me. Like every song's from the Golden Age to Touch to just like 
everything about it. It was exactly kind of back to their roots for me. Like it's just big anthemic synth pop music. So I absolutely love it. I've been banging it for the last couple of months. And even this album came out, I believe in October, but they did put out an EP worth of music earlier in the year. So we've kind of been bumping them for a while. Mm -hmm. Number two on my list. Uh, again, I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite rappers and he took a long time off, but he came back strong and it's almost dry by Pusha T. Oh, damn. Which big Pusha T fan. I'm a big fan of the clips, which have been out since the early two thousands. And what I love about this album, although I might not be able to admit it, Half of the album's produced by Pharrell, and the other half is produced by Kanye West. Ooh, which, controversy. Controversy. I don't agree with anything Kanye yeah. says, obviously, yeah. but whatever. We'll leave it at that. But it's cool because uh, the clips and Pusher mm -hmm. T were, dis were discovered by um, Pharrell Williams and the mm -hmm. Neptunes, mm -hmm. which is why there's a history. But then when the clips broke up, Kanye kind of took Pusher T. Mm -hmm. And so that's why like, these two producers are the biggest impacts in his life. So it's like, this is the first album where it's like half is Kanye, half is... Pharrell and you could argue like I've, I've read articles about who side is better I mm -hmm. would probably argue Pharrell's side is a bit better but mm -hmm. I absolutely love this album front to back my favorite song still is the um, Dreaming of the Past which samples John Lennon's Jealous Guy I believe yeah so I love that can I get to my number one <laughs> album of the yeah. year this is coming out of initially out of left field because we listened to this man's music earlier in this year and we absolutely hated it. We put on his essentials. We're like, nah, dog. This ain't, I ain't about this life. Oh, damn. And, oh, yeah. And then a couple songs came out. And then an album came out. And then a concert happened. I don't even know this guy's real name. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know where he's from. But the number one album for me in 2022 is Bronco by the one, the only, Orville Peck. Wow. This is, I, and again, it's, I'm so glad. It's crazy because he's he's country. He's he's hipster yeah. indie country, but he's country. We don't listen to country. Uh, I only liked one of his songs before this year, but then once this album came out, I loved it so much. I went back and listened to his old stuff. Love it. I love his concert. You got me for my birthday concert tickets and his vinyl. And I, it's tough. Like again, I love Wallows. I love Kendrick, but this album, it almost means more because it came out of nowhere because we yeah. already love Wallows and we love St. Lucia and Kendrick. Mm -hmm. But for a band or a guy at Orville Peck who I never liked mm -hmm. to instantly love it, it's like this has to be my number one album and of the year. to your point, it's so out of scope for us for country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think it's like for any of our friends who are listening to this, we definitely all need to go see Orville Peck again. Miranda saw him and was yeah. like, it was outstanding. And then yeah. we're like, I kind of had low expectations for that show, but was like, I had high away. expectations. Oh, I, think so I, I was like, Whoa. yeah, I think I had just fallen so in love with his music that yeah. I was like, I think it's going to be really good. And like, yeah. we watched his Coachella live stream. Yeah. Like, so those are my top 10 albums of the year. And I, I'd love to see what your list is like. So my top 10, um, there's some, definitely some crossover. Yeah. I would say some of them are more commercially hit, but I, it is again, that feeling of like front to back well, seamless. Listen, well, I just not to step over you, but just the two big ones that almost made it were, were always, yeah, which Love, was really good. hundred percent. And the only one that didn't quite make it for me was Steve Lacey's album. Okay. So, and, and sorry, our cows, those three were so close. They just didn't quite make it, but they're totally. honorable mentions for me. Definite honorable mentions, especially cause we obviously OD'd on 
our Kells, yeah. right? And then we lost the Arkells. I know. And, then and now they we came, came back. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So number 10, I know you're not a super fan, yeah. uh, but Ryan Adams FM mm. album was okay. like outstanding. I was really sad um, to not be able to go to his Danforth show because tickets were so goddamn expensive. I think you also were gone that week. Yeah. In the end, I was I gone. Know. I was in Vancouver, but still. But was um, this original music or covers or what? The, this was a new album of yeah. original songs. Okay. And so for those of you who don't know Ryan Adams, he was obviously also canceled yeah. um, earlier. He was married to Mandy Moore, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that's one of the people who canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but he's like kind of like indie folk, folk. alternative, yep. I would say, like just singer songwriter. I fell in love with him when he covered 1989 and then I went back and listened to like his whole catalog and was like Mm. over the moon about it. Yeah. So that's number 10. Nice. Uh, Number nine was your number one. Orville Peck Bronco. It wasn't actually going to make my list. I was, I was driving today Mm. and um, Kalahari down. Kalahari. Yeah. Yeah. And then come on baby cry, obviously. (sighs) So good. Such bangers. Um, but yeah, the more I kind of got into it, I was like, oh, there are a lot of hits off this album that we listen to yep. that are on like different playlists you make. So that obviously was number nine. Okay. Number eight, um, again, very commercial, but I felt like we tapped into it before it became too can, intense. Can I guess? Go. Is it Harry Styles? It is. So that's also honorable mention. Could have easily yeah. made my list. But I, for me, I think it. we played it a lot for like parties. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, it is a really solid album. It easily could have been slotted in for me, but I agree with you. And so like, I think that was the thing, like obviously like, and as it was is on it, but like, um, like woman daydreaming. Although woman's not on this album. Oh, it's not. Wait, which one is it? That's from his first or second album. Hold on. Yeah. Woman's not, (laughs) did that make your top 10 songs? No, it didn't as it was did, but yeah. uh, Yeah. No, I'll look at, yeah. Woman is from one of his previous, um, albums i just love that song oh it is i think it's from i think it's from his first album oh damn from uh harry styles yeah it is it's from his first album harry styles uh woman woman oh it's late night talking yeah right that one yeah and then i was like music for For a sushi restaurant which i always get mixed up with like songs in an italian restaurant right billy joel billy joel um and then daydreaming which i still love yeah i know it's a it's an amazing album it's just like it should be. He's the biggest pop star with the biggest producers and the biggest budget, right? But I think one of the things that you'll see throughout, like even for concerts, for like TV shows, etc. What I loved about this album, and I remember when it came out, we read an article. I think it was like, again, Pitchfork or Rolling Stone. And they're yeah. like, there's something so quirky, but positive about this album. Yep. When it came out and it was just like kind of bubblegum, like mm-hmm. beach, like just everything was positive yeah. about it. Some of it didn't really make sense kind yeah. of thing, like the way he was like stringing lyrics together, yeah. but still loved it. So that was your number eight album. That was number eight. Okay. I like your list so far. Solid. Number seven. Yeah. St. Lucia. Okay. Right? Utop- Utopia. Number three for me. Seven for you. Definite banger. Um, This will come up later, but for all the same reasons that John yeah. stated, um, it, it just, because it was... Um, they dropped the EP earlier. Yeah. Right. It felt like we're like, oh, this is like comfort food when the yeah. whole album dropped. It was like, we already yeah. know it. Exactly. Um, okay. I okay. like it. Uh, Six. Do, 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 do. Where is it? 
Uh, number six, obviously, is Action Bronson. <laughs> yeah. They, Although I am still terrified of like the animal sound effects. The crocodile yeah. is not a fan. I think he would be higher like a up. monster. Yeah, if you didn't have crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, I like the album, but it's not my favorite Action Bronson album. I, I love that you love Action Bronson, though. I think that's one of the coolest <laughs> things about you. So. I, I still think Only for Dolphins, the previous one, was like back-to-back just because yeah. of the Latin Grammys and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? All of the songs like on yeah. that. That one that's, I loved. That's the right? superior album. That is sure. superior. But this one is still good. Crocodilo Turbo. <laughs> I think it's just Crocodile Turbo. Crocodilo. Is it? It's like, because uh, I always remember yeah, it because it's it Snoopy's Crocodilly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another concert we somehow missed. I think he played Danforth or History this year. We oh. didn't We didn't go. Like, what the hell? So the biggest disappointment is, or one of, I shouldn't say the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest disappointments I have in life is when I see friends on Instagram, go to shows. Did you that, see someone? Who yeah, went, who Aiden went to Action Bronson uh, at History. Jeez, on saw, History. Yeah, I know. On. It's the worst. So I texted Aiden and yeah. I was like, yo, I cannot even believe you went and saw Action Bronson. I didn't even know you liked Action Bronson, but I should know the 20 somethings. They just like live a better life. Action Bronson, people come on stage and he body slams them off the stage. <laughs> like That's what he does. How have we not seen this man in concert? It's so crazy. I'm not, so jealous. That is a bad take on our side. Okay, okay. next. Top five uh, now, right? Top five. Okay. okay. Uh, you called it out. So it's Danger Mouse and Black Thoughts Cheat Codes. Nice. I One, I'm so jazzed about that album. Again, it is like for people who don't love hip hop, There, it's something about that album that has like a jazz undertone as gonna, well. I was going to say, it almost mm-hmm. sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie yes. where it's like spaghetti Western type yeah. beats, right? Like it's not these big commercial no. beats. It's a bit more eccentric cool mm-hmm. spaghetti western like yeah I, I agree and i'm glad you like that album so much too because it's just a solid album totally okay so then i know it didn't make your list uh so number four for me can i guess go taylor swift no that's on my list oh damn okay. um is steve lacy's gemini yeah. rights uh again a very solid album i just I unfortunately, I listened to more Beach House than Steve Lacey, but Steve Lacey could have easily been my mm-hmm. top five for sure. So Steve Lacey also performed at the Danforth Musical, uh, <laughs> which we missed as Come well. Come on, 605, um, get it together. But one of the reasons I love Steve Lacey, so the album Gemini Rights, when it came out, was a bit more like R&B soul, I would say. Yeah. Right? And so like the, the main single is like Bad Habit that yeah. most people might know. Yeah. Um, but what I love about this album, and again, this may be a technology lure for me, yeah. was that the album on oh, Apple yeah. Music had the cool the rotating yeah. cover art. <laughs> so I was like mesmerized by that. Like even cheat codes for Black Thought and Danger Mouse, the eyes move. Yeah, it does. Right? Can... Yeah. We're <laughs> so, looking at the cover art now. It's like hypnotic watching yeah. it. Um, but it? I didn't know Steve Lacey before. This is Steve Lacey right now. What I was going to say that's cool about him is he's also a producer and he's on the latest Vampire Weekend album. Cool. He's worked with Tyler, the creator, Caliucci's Like, he's just a big time dude. So. Yeah. I think, um, again, if you haven't, like, it's, it's kind of the same as, like, um, Cheat Codes. Yep. You can listen if you're not a huge R&B soul yeah, fan. Hold, it's hold. more accessible, yeah. I would say. 100%. Um, okay, so that was number four. Yep. Number three, Kendrick Lamar, Ooh. Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Very nice. I will say N95 was life-changing. 
It is, it's a life-changing song. The music video, the the like, it does feel like a song. It could be off a dam. It uh, right, right. Um, but then one of my favorite memories is still in the summer mm. when um we were sitting in the backyard in the backyard yeah, with Sean right. and Tesla, and Purple uh, Hearts came on. Yeah, that's and like both Sean and I were like because it just had dropped, so I wasn't super familiar. So sometimes you sneak in some like old hip hop yeah. to me, and I was like, "Yo, what's this song?" And Sean's like, "What's this song?" And yeah. we we're like, "Purple Hearts." Yeah, Purple and Hearts it- is great because it features Ghostface Killer, who we both absolutely love. Totally. Oh, this was actually the band of the week a few weeks ago. This song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's number three. So can I guess? No, 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 no. Okay. What? I, well, I know who your last two are then. I'm just trying to guess the order. Yeah. I think, I don't want to, should I guess her? You can guess if you want. I think number two is Taylor and number one is Wallows. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? You are right. So, okay. The reason again. I would love to, yeah, no, I'd love to hear just your thoughts on Taylor Swift because we haven't really talked about her, her no, album. No, I was, okay, so. Taylor Swift kind of was the same as like the Arkells. I felt like I sure. OD'd. There was too many things. I yeah. felt like I didn't, I didn't relate to her as much. <laughs> um, and so while I love Taylor Swift, like old Taylor Swift, sure. the middle years kind of lost me in like the same the folklore way. stuff. I or? still like folklore, but I didn't love it. I didn't like like what is it like reputation? Like when she became oh, too like, dancy like, like, and like lover and stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't like that era. I see. Um, well, what's your favorite album? Is it 1989? Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, so what I love about Midnight's mm-hmm. is that it feels more reminiscent of a 1989. Okay. Um, but it has the best parts of Red, the best parts of like, um, uh, oh my God, folklore, okay. et cetera. And so okay. I think what I appreciate about this is that she collaborated again, I think with Jack Antonoff, which mm-hmm. I think is a plus bleachers bleachers yeah. win. Um, and I think it's just, I don't know. It's moody in yeah. a different way. That's so fair. I like it. Um, obviously the big song off that one is antihero. It did mm. not make my favorite on the yeah. list, but my favorite song off that album is midnight rain and lavender oh. haze. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. See, I think there's sometimes albums, you listen like we listen to a lot of music in the car mm-hmm. or, or when we're making dinner, but we also obviously listen to a lot of music separately. So I never, mm-hmm. you and I have never listened to Taylor's album together. No, but obviously it doesn't mean you haven't listened to it. The same way as there's certain albums like Beach House, mm-hmm. we haven't listened to it really together, but I obviously listen to it separately. So totally. So I'd love to hear <laughs> <laughs> Wallows. Wallows is good. They might make your number one a couple times, aren't they? Huh. Totally. And okay. I think, okay, so all joking aside. Yeah, of course. Wallows right? is the, the, the new Beatles is what I declared them a few weeks ago. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to Wallows, sorry, Tesla. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to Wallows, it is an amazing alternative band. Um, they, what I appreciate about this album is that it's one of those things where, and like even for friends like Tesla, yeah. if you suspend the fact that it's like the guy from 13 Reasons Why yeah. and put them in the same catalog as a Phoenix, as um, Rooney, Rooney, as um, um, blah, 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 uh, Vampire Weekend, yeah. right? It's like there's just so many like pop indie rock hits, right? Mm-hmm. And their harmonies are really good. We, you know, we've watched enough album or like YouTube clips about them, like making the album that we know it's like mm-hmm. they produced and wrote their craft right they're not like contrived in the same way their producer for this album was the guy who produced the last vampire weekend album totally and so what i love about this album is that one it felt quintessentially summer to Mm. me 
Um, so it's like the best parts of like Ontario opening. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> we're doing it. And yeah. then it was also like so many songs off this album. Oh, of course. Just became anthems to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's not a bad. I'm looking at the album now. Ten songs, which is nice and concise. Yeah. I mean, hard to believe is great. I don't want to talk, especially, especially at the end of the day. I know. Marvelous. Hurts me. Hurts me. Right. Uh, even Guitar Romantic Search is a great totally. song. There's yeah. like one song off this album that I'm like, oh, I don't remember what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. So that is my number one album of the year. We did it. We did albums. I think uh, some good crossover, some good separate albums. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you want to do next? There's TV concerts and we'll do songs last so yeah uh what do you want do you want to do best tv shows or concert sure. yeah best tv shows do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh i can go first sure okay so. yeah i'm really curious what 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 your list is going to be like because this one i found a little difficult for me this year okay so my list this year and again it's kind of that combination so these are the best tv shows of 2022 my, <laughs> my list is very much a combination of like depressing. a combination. That's a great combination. That's a com Relax. combination. You bit my ass about a word I, I said earlier. Didn't. Um, is a combination of positive shows, ridiculous mm. shows, and like dark shows. I yeah. would say. I don't think we had any middle ground, and so like this year, obviously, like I think there was like new seasons of like. Downton Abbey, like everyone watched White Lotus. I still have him. We'll watch that yes. over the holidays. Mm. Um, there's like, I'm trying to think what else came out that people well, watched. Like the, the Bear, we literally just started watching. Yeah. Which but, is, but like what other big, like big shows came out that we just didn't watch? Or, or like House of Dragons, the yeah. Game of Thrones show. We didn't watch those. So no. like my list is a little bit all over the map. That's all right. It's your list. It's okay. not anyone else's list. So number 10 yeah. is Abbott Elementary. Cause I feel like it's super positive and just like an easy watch. Yeah, it didn't didn't make my list, but honorable mention. I I definitely really like the show. It's a classic mm-hmm. sitcom throwback. Totally, um, very cool mockumentary. It's um, if you haven't watched it, it won a bunch of awards this past year. Uh, Quinta Brunson, really like smart, early thirty something year old mm-hmm. writer, which is amazing. Uh, lead actress in the show. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah. I can already feel like it's going to be one of my faves. Okay. The Bear. Really? Yeah. Damn, it's on your list. We've watched, just for the listeners listeners at home, we've watched two episodes of The Bear. Yes. And it's already number nine for you. Yeah. All right. So I very much. <laughs> I, I, pl- I love that show. The first two episodes were great. So the reason why, so for those of you guys who haven't checked out The Bear, um, it's a Hulu, right? FX on Hulu. Have FX on Hulu series. Disney Plus in Canada. And it's basically a dark um, show about a brother who steps in to take over his dead brother's restaurant. Not even, it's like a sandwich shop, like a small yeah. little, like San Francesco's, like a, like a fast food almost mom and pop shop. Totally. So it takes place in Chicago and it's a, like a really solid cast of yeah. actors. Um, some like newer, some like older who have been around in a while. Um, but what I love about it, one is it set up the article that you sent me from Vulture Mm -hmm. was saying that the reason why this show is so compelling is that so many series take place in like an office Mm. or in like the government or in a jail and whatnot. But a restaurant is such a dynamic, fast paced setting and outside of competition shows that are like, you you don't see that a lot. Yeah, it, it, 100%. It's it's really intense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of yelling. Like, I know you never watch Uncut Gems, the, yeah. the a- Adam Sandler, Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. But the bear feels like that movie where in that movie, 
it's just fast cuts and yelling and screaming. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like this takes place in the back of a kitchen. And like the main guy uh, who's taking over for his brother's restaurant is like world renowned best chef. And now he's come back to the small rinky dink place mm-hmm. with other chefs who maybe aren't on his level, yeah. but it's just like, Oh, I, I love the first two episodes too. And I, it's not on my list, but if we had watched the whole series, it would be, nice. but that's a, that's a, I'm excited to watch the rest of the show. Amazing. Okay. So number eight is yeah. Ozark. Okay. And yeah. the reason being is final season. Final season. And even though we came into Ozark really late, yeah. like I think three seasons had already dropped at that point by the yeah. time we watched it. Yeah. I felt like I had waited so long for it to come back. Yeah. A little bit. And then what? Well, no, I was going to say we started it in that, the pandemic. That was the first new show we watched in the pandemic, which was 2020. And then the new season only came back in 2022. So it's like, yeah. these shows take two years off and I get it it's more time to write and put the show together, mm-hmm. which makes it better. But sometimes you're like, well, what happened two yeah. years ago? I don't remember. And I, while I love the last season, yeah. I didn't love the last season. Okay. How'd you, don't no spoilers, but how'd you feel about the series finale? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it was fulfilling. Okay, like I okay. felt like it was like, we obviously can't give anything away. Yeah. Um, so I like the finale. I, I really like the yeah, finale. Yeah. I thought it, it came full circle. Except for the, yes. anyways. Yes. Okay. Uh, number seven, yeah. Stranger Things season Ooh, four. Damn. Okay. That's a lot lower on my list. Yeah. So it could have been a lot lower on my list too. I think the one thing I appreciated about it, and we said this when we had watched it, was that it was a lot better than we thought it yes. was going to be. It was darker. Yeah. The kids kind of leaned into their teenage angst in a yeah. way that they weren't trying to be like cute adolescents mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we liked the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what the hell is his name? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, he was good. But even like we like the guy, the main villain guy. Oh yeah, the, the high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, there. It was just exactly what you said. I feel like the first season, again, to me, like Kendrick's first album or St. Lucia's mm-hmm. first album, the first season of, of Better Things, of Stranger, Stranger Things. Things, it won't be better than that. Mm-hmm. But this season was probably my second favorite season. I thought it was way better than I expected. Totally. Uh, number six. Apple TV Plus, uh, oh, yeah. Blackbird. It's on my list, a little bit higher, but... So we watched a lot of, like, gross shows this year. A lot of serial killer shows. A lot shows. of serial killers. So, like, um, Dahmer did not make my list. Didn't make my list either. Because it was disgusting. <laughs> didn't make um, my list either. And so it was, we're... like, traumatizing to watch. Yes. But we watched, like... I think we finished, like, Prison Break again, like, in the pandemic yeah. and, like, a bunch of stuff. And, like, to John's point, watching so many serial killer stuff. What I liked about Blackbird, and I think your Aunt Jay... Um, mm-hmm. told us about it yeah. was it was following two characters based on a true story based on a true story and it was more of like a relationship kind of yeah. like darker story between two and men between the two guys who couldn't be more different one's like outgoing cool the other guy kind of a lonely loner loser yeah, like introvert yeah um, weirdo but, but somehow to like figure out how to make them bond together oh, they were so good together they were so team. good and the series is only six episodes yeah, the one thing I was going to say quickly is I like that it was a bit shorter because it's like you didn't stretch things out. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I like about The Bear is I feel like a lot of shows we watched this year were an hour plus runtime. Yeah. Whereas The Bear, every episode is between 28 to like 35 minutes. Totally. So it's not like sometimes things are too long. And mm-hmm. uh, Blackbird, I, I really liked it. And I like that it was only six episodes. So I agree with you. Okay. Number five. Yeah. Better Call Saul. I'm sorry. I know this is probably like up there for you. <sighs> okay. So that's okay. The reason this is your why, opinion. Do you mine. remember how angry I got? Yes. The last like three episodes. I was real angry. Yeah. Because okay. it was like, 
<laughs> it was post Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. It was like Gene Tarmac, whatever yeah. his name was. It's all black and light. White. What's black and light? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. I do remember you being like, oh, God. I remember the first episode that was all in black and white, and you're like, is this the full episode? Like, there's no Kim, there's yeah. no Mike. And was it one, like, no talking to? No, you're thinking only murders in the building. Oh. No, I think there was. I think there well, was yeah, a there silent was, episode. Not a fully silent, but I mean, they're known to go like 20 minutes without like any real dialogue. Which is my hell. Yes. So it's like in real life as <laughs> Millennial. well. Millennial. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So, what fit. are you, boomer? <laughs> <laughs> that's fit. No, that's okay to make it number five for you. So while I like the ending a lot, yeah. I thought they, it came full circle. I thought that was really cool mm. um, to see that story end. I know there was like rumors. It's like, are they going to do like a Gus like yeah, spin off and stuff now. I want them to for do G and Carlo. Yeah, better fuel Huel. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch a Howard show. All oh my the god, time. Howie! And remember when I said it to you, mm-hmm. Howie's Instagram. This is fully off his Instagram. Yeah, and I found it for you. You did right. Howie is the best character ever. That's correct. Okay, so number four. Okay, this year oh I will say is the full year of my new icon. Right, 2022. Okay. My new icon fave of 2022 is Selena Gomez. Yes. <laughs> right? I love her in music, <laughs> what, cooking. What, what was your first, what this year made you first fall in love with her? Was it the music, the cooking show, or like what, what, what was it that like clicked in you that you're like style icon? Uh, the cooking show. Okay. And then it became the style icon yeah. where I started trying to buy things that look like her. Yeah, and do your hair like and her. And do my hair like And her. change your name like her. Yeah. <laughs> last name. <laughs> Which was the last thing I figured out yeah. when you told me. I was like, oh my God, we have the last name. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. number four mm-hmm. is only murders in the building. I'm trying to see if any of us like uh, match up before. Five for me was only murders oh, in the building. But that's good. Totally. So I love the show too. I remember hearing about the show and like even yeah. when we went to Arthur's birthday, like Chris and Lil oh, were talking, talking about, about it. it? Okay. And then I thought it was Lil who said Selena Gomez's voice was annoying, but I was like, I think that's Chris. Slow your roll. It was Chris. Right. I was like, don't Hot be take. mean to my like style icon. Um, so anyway, so we didn't watch it then, but then we were like, once we had finished, I think Blackbird, we were yeah. like looking for shows to take on. A lighter show about murder. Exactly. And so what I will say though is that and you know, reading A V Club and Vulture, what I like about Only Murders in the Building, again, it's like thirty minutes, mm. which is great. Yeah, for sure. The ensemble cast between Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez is yeah. like next level chemistry. Well, like even the last huh? episode, not to give it away, is one scene that the three of them like reunite and hug. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like that's they probably all love each other yeah. in real life. Yeah. Um, so no, it was just so lovely. Like you already know Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah. are like BFFs. Yeah, yeah. Right? But you were also like worried that they were gonna be too gimmicky. Yeah. And it's not. No, like I never really loved Martin Short, but this show made me like kind of fall in love with them. Like it's kind of the perfect use of all his talents. Totally. Yeah. Okay, number three. Yeah. The dropout. Woo! Are we tied? Uh I think we're off by one. Number four for me is the dropout. Oh, ah, so like I'm like, what are your top four then? Um, okay, sorry, top three. Yeah. Okay, so the dropout um was amazing. Uh Amanda Siegfried was like outstanding. Well, it's funny not to cut you off, but I remember, do you remember the first show? The, do you remember the reason why we got Netflix? What was the first show we watched on there? Oh, Making a Murderer? 
Uh, no, it was actually Narcos. Oh. And then we just got Disney Plus. And what was the show? The Dropout. That's what we got Disney Plus yeah. because of the Dropout. 100%. And Even we, our, like, at the time, like, our seven-year-old nephew was like, <laughs> why don't you buy it? It's twelve ninety nine yeah. a subscription. We're like, that's too expensive, Ben. Yeah, and now yeah. we can't live without it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, I absolutely love the show, too. Again, who from Wallow's fame yeah. is in the dropout, And right? Saeed from Lost fame. Saeed from Lost. Wallow's is in it. Like, so many good actors. The guy from The Bear is yeah. the ju- news journalist. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I love the show. It was great. Mm-hmm. Amanda Siegfried or C- whatever. Siegfried. Siegfried. She does such a great job. They all do. It's just like, it's funny, but it's cringy, and it's like... We watch it just as the real chick was being sentenced. Mm-hmm. And she she got, what, 10 years in jail? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, crazy, crazy story, but so good. Okay, number two. Yeah. Um, you introduced me to this as a Save Me cooking show over oh, the damn. pandemic. Okay. So it is Selena and Chef seasons one through four. Uh, that deserves that. Uh, <laughs> That deserves that for sure. So I will say one of my amazing teammates at work, Grant, is the only other person I know who watches the show enough to know the okie dokie in the jar, um, which is amazing. But Selena and Chef, so Selena Gomez has a cooking show on HBO where she teams up with like amazing world-renowned chefs around the world. And so they make any kind of like two to three course recipe together or meal together um, virtually uh, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And then she makes her and HBO make a 10,000 donation to the um, charity of the chef's choice. Totally. And so one, it combines my favorite things. It's true. Cooking shows, yeah. right? Where you make like a really good meal. So I feel like I've learned a lot, which is funny. She's not a great chef, which is comedy, which, which is made- hilarious, but it's so authentic. Cause she just fucks shit up yeah. all the time, which is hilarious. Um, and the third thing is the fashion. <laughs> like, so I'm very much I, here for that. I love her kitchen. I love her view, like of her Malibu house. Yeah, you like the summer seasons. I love that it had Maddie Matheson in an episode. Yeah. Like all these really cool people. Totally. So I know you and I, this was tough for me. This initially wasn't going to be my number one show of the year. But on three, we're going to say our number one show of the year. Because I guarantee you it's the exact same show. Okay. So on three, our number one show of 2022 was... Jersey Shore Shore, Family family Vacation. vacation. (laughs) Five years running? Yeah, but it's the show that keeps on giving. I'm so sad it's not back now. And this... This season was lit with problems, right? <laughs> and so, like the return of Ronnie Magros, which is crazy. Angeliners got Angeliners divorced. Got divorced, right? There was some like mad drunk shit with Snoopy. Yeah, Vin Day was epic. Yeah, Deaners is finally like back to being her crazy Deaner self. Yeah, the Snoopy and uh, Zach oh together, my God. like her tackling him. So good. Snoopy drunk at the restaurant. Hilarious. Maybe a top five moment of of oh, ever. Jersey you tweeted Shore. her. I didn't. She she wrote back and said. <laughs> Whatever she said about that. That was amazing. And Mike, the situation started following you. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter now, which is epic. So, so, I mean, that's aces. Okay, you do your list. Okay, so we mostly have a lot of the same shows. The Bear didn't make my list, but it could have. Uh, The White Lotus would have made my list. But the only reason why I kept it off is because I didn't watch the first three episodes (laughs) because I thought it sucked. Yeah. But then I fell in love with it. I know. So number 10 for me, this is my Selena Gomez. It's the rehearsal on HBO, which is Nathan Fielder's show from Nathan For You, where he basically gets people to rehearse their real lives. Like someone's going to have like a, like this one guy was going to come clean to a woman that he never got his like. Um, bachelor's degree in engineering because mm-hmm. she sends him job postings and he's like I can't apply because I don't have my my bachelor's degree so but, weird. I, but I've told her for years I have this so they 
literally rehearse him telling her over and over again. And okay. It's a really weird show to describe, but I loved it. I told my dad to watch it. He <laughs> hated it. So, <laughs> but from there I watched all these like Nathan for you episodes. So I, I love that. Number nine for me was Blackbird on okay. Apple Plus TV. Uh, Apple TV Plus. Apple Get TV it right. Plus. Know your, your home. <laughs> Number eight for me didn't make your list. Uh, it's the final season of Animal Kingdom. Oh, I forgot about it. That's okay. I mean, that, that tells you what happened. <laughs> I still really liked it, though. I, I know I just always liked the show more than you did. Yeah. But I, I just liked it overall, and I thought it stuck mm. its landing for the finale. I feel like that show gave me the Chili Peppers 2016 album. So. Yeah. And you like Pope. I do like Pope, 100%. Number seven for me is a show you didn't watch. And I still think you would like it, but you would probably be too grossed out. It's Euphoria on HBO, which second season, the first episode of season two was one of the best. What? Oh, I forgot a show. Which show? Did Succession come out this year? No. Okay, that was, was last yeah, year. Was I was last like, year. holy shit. Okay. Yeah, that, Only because I was thinking the Brian Cox in Euphoria <laughs> thing that you showed me. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty funny. So the first episode of Euphoria season two was one of the best episodes of TV. I watched this year mm-hmm. and it introduced me to a lot of great music. They had baby Keem on their playlist Ooh. in an episode. So I love them. Number six for me was Ozark. Uh, again, another show I think I liked a little bit more than you, but overall the finale was great. I didn't love one part of the finale, but liked it a lot. Number five for me, only murders in the building. We've already talked about it. I liked it a lot more than I thought. And I mean, if I'm being honest with you, Selena Gomez is kind of my style icon right now, too. I kind of love her as well, and I kind of want to watch her cooking show as well. I've seen bits and pieces. Number four, The Dropout. Yeah. And then number three, I mentioned it. I was surprised how much I liked this season. I mean, it maybe also helped that I had COVID while we were watching it, but it is Stranger Things. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's when I had COVID. So I got Canada today. Yeah, we were kind of watching it 12 feet apart. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't do anything other than watch Stranger yeah. Things while I had COVID. So it yeah. kind of helped me get through COVID. Yeah. So it's like you were in the upside down. <laughs> I, I was. So I, I love that show just a lot more than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And then number two was almost my number one show, but it's Better Call Saul. Oh! Breaking Bad is my all-time favorite show. This season of Better Call Saul was unbelievable. Like the finale, you got to admit, was they stuck their landing and like it um, lived up to all the hype totally. and everything kind of gets answered. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the last two episodes prior to the finale aren't, they're not your favorite. It's all black and white and it's, there's no Kim or Mike or this yeah. or that, but I, I love the show. I mean, Howie was one of the best characters and even his uh, outcome was insane. Mm-hmm. Lalo, like it's just, there's so many amazing characters. Yeah. That I love the show. I will say though, one of the articles I read about Better Call Saul um, throughout the end, and John's always really great at this, like finding like the interwebs, like most deep cut interviews yeah. with characters. I remember reading one and it was like a junior producer for uh, Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad ended up working her way up to like senior executive producer. Yeah, and her job was basically to pull out all of the Easter eggs mm. essentially from Breaking Bad to put into Better Calls All yeah. to make sure things had continuity um, yeah. in terms of like moments and things. Yeah. So like the story with Lalo mm. would make sense because mm. she kind of watched it all the way from Breaking Bad. Yeah. And so her job was to be like watch... Um, Breaking, Breaking Bad? Bad episodes like twice a day. Oh damn, that's a good job. <laughs> so, yeah. I, the only the funny part is my least favorite thing about this new season of Better Call Saul was actually Walt and Jesse. 
Oh, actually, yeah. I didn't like Walt and Jesse in the RV with Saul. Yeah. I did like Jesse with Kim. Yes. That was pretty good. Yeah. The problem is like they just, especially Jesse, just looked so different different than Breaking Bad. Whereas like they did a good job of Saul looking good. I mean, Mike looks old as shit in Better yeah. Call Saul, but it, like he just always does. Gus looked pretty good in yeah. Better Call Saul. But, but like Jesse also had like 10 years of like adulting. Yeah, he also got like a thicker face, I yeah. think, as he got old. But anyway, other than that, like 10 out of 10, I love that show. Totally. So, so we got two categories left, concerts and songs. Okay. Should we do concerts? Let's do it. These are the best concerts of 2022. We haven't done a best of concert list in... Two years. Two years. So this is this is huge. How, how do you want to do this? Um, like, do you want me to go? Do you want to go back and forth? Or You go, because I went first for TV. Okay, so I think we just just saw 10 concerts this year. There should have been 11, but Avalanches got canceled. Totally. Initially, uh, honorable mention for me is Mark Norman, the comedy show, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about last week's episode. Mm-hmm. He would have been on here, but then you reminded me that we saw another concert. So oh, yeah. Mark Norman's stand-up didn't quite make it. Number 10 for me. Wait, before what? you go into it, this list was also hard to make because yeah. I felt like to your point about best albums was that there were like some new contenders Yeah, and I'm like, how will this fit into like some of the like tried and true shows we love yeah. to see, et cetera. I will and like s- venues played a big yeah. role in this one. I will say if you, if I'd never seen this performer or artist in concert, they got a bit more of a bump than if I had seen someone previously. Agree. So I had two really disappointing concerts. Whoa. So number 10 for me. I love me. that this year is called the best, <laughs> the best of 22, but I had two disappointing concerts. <laughs> number 10 for me was Haim. Oh. We talked about it before when we talked about the concert earlier this season, but for me, the biggest uh, mistake they did was they didn't play Don't Save Me, which to me is one of their best songs, mm-hmm. most popular songs. It's my favorite song. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how are you not going to play Don't Save Me? Mm-hmm. I didn't like that they did like a 10 minute sketch skit about like a phone call that went kind of nowhere. Yeah. It was like, they're talking to someone on the phone and it almost alludes to the fact that like, they're going to bring Drake out or, or something. just someone famous. Yeah. And which is also shitty because they took a picture with Drake that night after. Yeah, exactly. So Drake could have like, been there, yeah. which would have been crazy. So I, I don't know. I was just disappointed with that concert. They're still great. And if mm-hmm. you've never seen them live, the problem is their first concert was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. So yeah. it's hard to live up to that. Number nine is uh, someone who I don't even really like all that much, but he was a good showman, <laughs> Michael Bublé. Yes. The, the, the we boobs. bought tickets for my mom. Oh, and it, that would be her number one concert. 100%. Year for sure. He was still, he was a great showman. He's a comedian. He's funny. He's yeah. charismatic. Like I think we didn't think he'd be as much of a showman. That was a bit yeah. of a surprise to me. So, yeah, I mean, he was great. If you like his music, you'll, you'll love him in concert. Mm-hmm. Number eight to me I was... I think Dan was really excited. He was. <laughs> Dan loves him. Dan Animal. Yeah. Number uh, eight for me is the other disappointing concert of the year, which is Tame Impala. Yeah. Which I think three years ago was my number one concert of the year. Yeah. That was our first concert of the year. Yeah. First concert in, in February, even before Ontario opened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you still have to show your vaccine passport, yeah, right? Which I'm still here for. Oh, of course. Me yeah. too. Uh, I th- I'll chalk it some of it up to the venue, which was Scotiabank Arena not being great. Mm-hmm. I still loved it. I still loved the band, but it mm-hmm. just... Wasn't as good as the first time we saw him. So that mm-hmm. was that. Number seven. This is where it gets tough. Number seven, War, war on Drugs. We are the same. Really? They're yeah. number seven for you. Mm-hmm. We finally got one that matched up. <laughs> uh, great band. Great mm-hmm. concert. Just nothing 
extraordinary about it. Just a really solid concert. Yeah. Played all the songs I wanted to hear. Uh, sounded great. Just It was just a solid concert. Mm-hmm. Number six. This is where it gets tough. Like the next... Next five, number one's undeniable, but the next five could kind of slot anywhere. But because we've seen this band a few times, number six is Fleet Foxes. From, really? Yeah. They suffer for the fact that we had seen them like four times. But they were outstanding yeah. at Massey Hall. No, they could have been number two for me. Like totally. this, Again, this is just, I think it's because we had seen them so many times. It was such a great, amazing concert. I just And it was like a nice summer show because I don't think Sean and Tesla had seen them before, right? No, maybe at Oceaga. Yeah. But never as like... This is their show. And wasn't this our first show at the new Massey Hall? Massey Hall? I believe so. Yes. So, okay, yeah, I loved it. Number five, again, suffers from seeing this artist so many times in a row or so many times before. It's Kendrick Lamar. Oh, no. Uh, Loved it. Like, N95 was amazing. Mm -hmm. Baby Keem was amazing. All the hits. We went with Miranda. She liked it. We had great seats right on the aisle. If you're going to a concert or an event with me, it's always on the aisle. So just (laughs) make sure. That's for Ferris. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I loved it. We've just seen him so many times. Was it my favorite Kendrick concert? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But again, he was great. I love that he had like a puppet at one point. Yeah. I love that he had that stage that one like raised towards the ceiling. Yeah, the cube. Just amazing. And when Baby Keem performed with him, like that was the highlight. Oh my God. Again, number four could have been number two, but this may have been the funnest overall night of concerts was St. Lucia for yeah. me. So, I mean, it was just a feel-good concert. He walked by us. We almost got to slap him on the back. It was just, they played- <laughs> We met the drummer. We met the drummer. I bought a t-shirt. They played every song you want to hear. All the new songs, all the hits, just so much positive vibes only like and then it was just a fun dinner before we went drinks afterwards met the drummer after the show it was just such a fun solid concert mm-hmm. i just loved it could have been two could have been one but we'd seen them so many times number three this is this is t- three and two are tough for yeah. me mm-hmm. ultimately number three was future islands yeah but this, it, that was a wild card it was a wild card because we had bought in each other tickets and I sold my... No, I sold mine. Oh, but so, then we bought the Future Island tickets so with it. for Christmas last year, we both got tickets to see Wallows. Yeah, for each other. For each other. So I ended up selling my Wallows tickets yeah. and we're like, let's pick a new concert. We yeah. agreed on Future Islands. At History, which At we History. had never been to. Never yet. been to. We saw Future Islands maybe four or five years ago and it was good. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable, fun, but it wasn't amazing. It was just... Solid, right? Yeah. Like I would describe it like war on drugs, just a solid, mm-hmm. great time. I don't know if it was just, it was the venue. It was their set list. It was the energy. Mm-hmm. Something about this concert was just unbelievable to me. It was I one know. of the best shows. I was third best show this year, but one of the best concerts I've ever been I know. to. Sam, the lead singer was like outstanding. Um, but I, the energy of the show was so cool. Cam other, went to the show. Yeah, we didn't even know that. Know that. Yeah. The other thing is we saw Haim the night before. And whereas Haim the night before told stories that you could tell were like rehearsed and blah, blah, blah. Future Islands told stories that like you could tell were like from the guy's heart. He's like, this is a song I wrote 15 years ago when I broke up with my girlfriend and I thought about her every day. Yeah. And then he goes into it and like you can tell he's feeling these songs. Whereas, and they weren't long. No, it was just you just stories. felt you just felt. Yeah, he connected better. to this dude. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's also history. It's just an unbelievable concert venue. Yeah. So that was three for me. 
Number two, it comes from the dude who brought me the number one album of the year, and it's Orville Peck what? at Massey Hall. I'm so glad. Yeah, you got me these tickets for my birthday. We had great seats. Mm-hmm. Great storyteller, great voice, great band. Mm-hmm. I, again, like, we I don't know. We were sitting next to his dad almost, his parents. Yeah, it was just, I had a feeling it was going to be a great show. I know you were maybe a bit more skeptical, but. Uh, I was just nervous you'd hate it. Like, if he didn't show up well. <laughs> no, I knew I was going to love it, so it, it lived up to every expectation. So I'm not going to say mm-hmm. my number one out concert, because we'll <laughs> announce it together. Yeah. let's Because we have the same one, obviously, totally. right? So let's hear your top ten list. So I think for me, one of the things that, um, especially having not seen shows for two years, when you come back to into different concert venues, yeah. you're like, oh, everything's like the audio, you're just hyper aware of like that, your settings, whatever. And so I think one of the reasons we loved history, right? And yeah. Massey Hall is the sound is so warm and it like the acoustics are really great. Um, but that also influenced the way my sure. ranking is, okay? Yeah. So number 10 was Tame Impala. Okay, yeah. I hated the speakers and it took yeah. me like almost 50% of the show to get sure. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't know if they've changed the sound setup at ACC or just because of that two year gap. Yeah. Shit was weird. But then my number nine one was Heim. Okay. Which again, I didn't love Echo Beach if yeah. I'm not on the pit in mm. the sand. I just think there's something about the way the audio travels, but yeah. then the venue was also having like lighting problems. I don't oh, know if you remember yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. But, yeah, exactly. So like the lights went off yeah. at one point, and then they times. had to stop, and then there was the long ten minute like rant Phone that call. went nowhere. Um, okay, so number eight yeah. for me was Michael Bublé. Okay, fair because enough. Because for whatever reason, the way that they did the sound for that one, it yeah. just felt fuller and warmer. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I don't know if that's because it was a live symphony, which I'm obviously yeah. a sucker for. Sure. But even the way they draped those screens yeah. kind of pooled the sound in a different way. Yep. Um, okay. So number seven, uh, I was excited. I forgot, but I was also excited for this um, concert. But I was almost more happy because it was right after Sean and Tesla's wedding. So it was a moment to hang yeah. versus like, it could yeah, have been anything yeah. to me. That's right. Um, so this was the war, war on drugs. That um, was a fun hang because yeah, we got to have dinner before and hear like, totally. Oh, it was a week after the wedding. Week so after the, the wedding. Dirt. So give us, yeah, give us the spill scoop. The give tea. Us, give, spill the tea. Give us the goss. Mm. Um, but I love the war on drugs. I thought they sounded as like a tight band, oh, but yeah. again, the sound wasn't the best. Yeah. For me, sure. There, um, okay. Number six, we said was the same. It was Fleet Foxes. Yeah. Number four or five, rather, Future Islands. Okay, number five. Yeah. yeah. S- solid. So number four was Kendrick, Kendrick. Lamar. Okay, of course, um, your boy Kenny. Hundred percent. Gotta give it to him. Gotta give it to him. And so what I love about it too is like I don't know if you do this whenever we go to shows with like friends. So like Miranda had never seen Kendrick. Yeah. And at your birthday, mm. like a bunch of friends that because we had a party at the yeah. Aveling, were saying like, oh, I want to go to see Kendrick with you. And so I'm like, okay, but but we're getting like $200 tickets. Yeah, we're getting good seats. Yeah, you can go, but I'm not sitting in the bleeds, right? Like this is not a thing to me. So Miranda like tapped in. She came for the first time and she loved it. So like there's something about dancing at a Kendrick show. Yeah. And the audio was like fine for me, like two songs in. I got to, I got to find, there's a one video. (laughs) Keep keep going. There's a funny video of you singing along. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. This is us. Yeah. I think it's this one. This is us. Tell us if you reckon. No, not this one. (laughs) (laughs) In my head, I sound deeper though. Yeah. 
some steam there. But in my head, it sounds deeper. Is my voice that high pitched? I plead the fifth. No, <laughs> you're, not, you're not a male rapper oh. from Compton. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so that was f- four. That was four. Number three, Orville Peck. Nice. And so to your point, it was a new artist, new show. Mm. I forgot we had been to Massey Hall. So I was like, we haven't been to Massey Hall. Um, It was outstanding. His voice is just so perfect for that venue. Agree. Um, The only reason I was sad pants was he has a duet with Shania Twain. I know. And he didn't bring out Shania Twain. I know. What the shit. Um, But his harmony with the lead singer was beautiful. Like it was so like butter kind of smooth. Mm. Oh, uh, damn. That was nice. Uh, number two, most positive concert of Saint the year. St. Lucia? Lucia. Nice. It was one of those shows where it was like, uh, like us two, Sean Tesla, MC Tony. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it felt like it ended an hour early. So it was like every song was so good. Yeah. Their stage presence is next level. Um, just had so much fun mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yeah, they it never just, disappoint, never disappoint. I hope they never disappoint. Yeah. Um, but just so excited. My, the best song of the night was physical. You weren't sure they were going to play it, but I had a feeling. Yeah. You do the weird thing of looking at set list course, before, because then if I don't, I go see Heim and I get really upset that they're not going to play. Don't save me. <laughs> at least if I know prior, yeah. if I, if I know St. Lucia is going to play touch and yeah. physical and, um, elevate, then I'm good. Totally. I don't memorize like what order it yeah. is. So. so, so number one for best concert of 2022 for is both of us is Wallows. <laughs> okay, best so, concert, top three concert of my entire life. Okay, and there's a lot of things that go into making yes. it the best concert. So like, I hear you, Tesla. Like <laughs> making fun of Wallows, but I remember you saw OME at History as well. So I think this is a thing. Wallows one nostalgic. Right for because of for, our wedding. For a band that's like twenty no, years no, old. No, no, because of our wedding. Yes, They're of attached to our wedding, they in the, are, 100%. Um, which was so much fun in the wedding video you cut. Yes. Right. We had never seen them before. Nope. They're also kind of a funny band. We like we were yeah. always like taking the piss out of each so other. That's why, like they're an inside joke band to us, where it's like these guys are like twenty three year old actors. Yeah. And it's like their fan base is sixteen year old girls. Yeah. The best iPhone commercial I ever saw was the Wallows concert. Because every girl oh, was like, yeah. had their iPhones up, yeah. just like recording the whole fucking well, thing. You almost got me tickets to see them for my birthday like three years yeah. ago. And then, and that they're at Danforth then. Yeah. And I don't think I was ready to see them then. <laughs> yeah. But on your ass, I'll see this band every time they totally. come back. And I think what I appreciate, so one of the things, and John knows this about me, I love to dance at a show. Yeah. You know what 16 year old girls do? They dance. dance yeah. Right? I like to sing. And cheer, sixteen-year-old yeah. girls cheer and sing, yeah. right? And so the energy at this show was fierce, mm. right? History for all the things we've already said. The acoustics are outstanding, yeah. But their stage presence was really good too, yeah. Right, so you know, all we, th- yeah, all yeah. three of them sing. I mean, even the drummer got up and sang Hello, a song. Hello, Toronto, <laughs> Cole. Yeah, they all, they all play different instruments. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I like a good band that can rotate. Yeah, and like they played every song we wanted to hear, like even B sides, mm-hmm. like just like a move, uh, the movie mm-hmm. song, whatever. Yeah. They played uh, "Remember." Remember when? Remember when? Which is our wedding song. Yeah. Just like all these things, it was just the perfect concert. Again, it could have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just 
a perfect night, a perfect Outside concert. of you getting COVID uh, the day sure before <laughs> or, or the day of, yeah. I think I got COVID <laughs> the next day, yeah. but um, yeah, that was undeniably the best concert of the year for both of us. All right, should we move to best songs of 2022? So I'll try and play a little bit of each song as we kind of talk about them. Mm-hmm. So I listed mine 10 through one. You didn't, but you have a number one song of the year, yeah. right? So how, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go? I have a number one song. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of them are just like... I mean, they're not... Not... I mean, it doesn't, ultimately, okay, it doesn't all, matter. Like, yeah. I'm more like, what's your number one? Maybe number totally. two. So do you want to go first? Do you want me? Do you want to like go I'll back go and forth? I'll go first now. Okay, so I'll try and play a little bit of each song that you talk about. Okay, so number 10, or just whatever, yeah, on my list sure. is Zambezi, Action Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to... I'm just pulling so, it up. Obviously, Action Bronson made my list uh, for best albums. Again, um, number six, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> there, this, I don't know what it is. There's just there's something, and I feel like John always loves this when I like lean into a rap artist that yeah. you find like ridiculous. I feel like you you'll no, find. I, I love Action Bronson. No, I, just I don't. don't think he's, just, he's not a super commercial rapper. No, that's why I think it's hilarious when I when I say I like something, and you're like, oh damn, I'm just <laughs> like intrigued by what by what you like, like how you love Mac Miller mm-hmm. or Kendrick or, or Action Bronson. But there's a few other rappers like the Cool Kid, yeah. which I'm sure is on your list but okay um okay so the next one and no, again no particular order uh spoon we okay. obviously spoke about uh what is it lucifer and the devil Lu- lucifer on the sofa yeah <laughs> i think the devil is something one of his songs that, no, that, that's a my morning jacket oh no yeah the devil and mr jones there's a song called devil the song that i like is wild of course yeah so this sounds kind of like a 90s song to me too it also sounds like the song from The Office that Jan's assistant sings. Which the, one? That one night, oh, one yeah. night. From the, from the uh, dinner party episode. Yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is the best song off the album. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a 90s song. Um, yeah. Oh, I love this song, absolutely. Okay. It's very anthemic, too, when it builds. And this yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. The piano. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to the roadcaster that allows me to seamlessly fade out music and everything. It's one of the best presents ever. Thank you. Um, Number, the next one. Yeah. At the end of the day, Wallows. Obviously, it could have been the whole album. Yeah, but this... No, this... Okay, so this song made my list, too. This is definitely my favorite song. I'm a little surprised it's your favorite song of, off of their Why? album. I don't... I mean, I don't, the I don't even want to talk right now. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, but it's... It's just... It's... Uh, it's not like an upbeat, fast-paced song. Like, it's just such yeah, a cool... Yeah, but it's so moody. That's why. <laughs> Please lay here on my shoulder. <laughs> Young, but we're still getting older. Shout out to Apple Music for making a karaoke feature. Can you still see our song? <laughs> yeah. oh, I would love to do this karaoke. No, I agree. This is let me go to the chorus then. Oh, yeah. This is just a. It's so good. Yeah. Think about it anymore. Is that a problem or just something to ignore? Time on my hands <laughs> Falling like 
like that. <laughs> Just take it back <laughs> if you need an escape. Here's the chorus. We're going to play this. At the end of the day, not far away, stay in. They're so moody in uh, this video. They are video. so moody. Yeah, the video is... Video claps. Yeah. And slaps. <laughs> video claps? <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is uh, my favorite song off the album too. So I'm very happy it's your favorite yeah. song. That's great. Um, Air horns for that. Thank you. Uh, the next one uh, didn't love the album, but okay. the, this was like one of the songs that I thought was like outstanding. So Lotto oh. dropped an album called Another Nasty. I think another, another nasty. I don't think it's called another nasty. Or it was just like another nasty no, song called, single. I well, think the, the album's called Seven Seven Seven. Oh yeah, that's it. Seven Seven Seven. So anyway, the song that I love off of this, but it, I think it was a twenty twenty one single. But I think I listened. But it's to on it. the it's on the album, so yeah. you're okay. Is Big it? energy. <laughs> yeah, it it has the benefit of sampling the Mariah Carey song, which samples this original song, totally. right? But. Yeah, this is a banger. Don't, don't you love that we live in a world where the phrase big dick energy exists? Like our grandparents didn't have big dick energy in their vocabulary. Yeah. But even like when you do interviews now, I find like a lot of artists are like, I have BDE kind of thing. They're like, what is that? Yeah. I think I once said it at a work meeting and nobody caught on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's 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 an undeniable beat, which has been used a million times. Totally. But it's also just a fun rap song. Okay, what else you got? Okay, so the next one, you introduced me to this oh one, um, and it is BBT. Okay. The Cool Kids. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> so for whatever reason, I absolutely love this song as like a driving around the city song. And I will rap the whole thing to myself. No, this is one of the bad at, baddest songs of the year. It's on my list. The beat is undeniable as well. Yeah, this, they put out three albums this year, The Cool Kids, so it's kind of impossible to like all their music, but this song is, yeah. So good. So good. I love this. It's on my list, too, for sure. Awesome. Okay. Uh, the next one, so this album, or this artist's album, didn't make my list for best albums. Okay. Um, so, Special by Lizzo, but Ooh. the song that I love is About Damn Time. Yeah, I mean, it didn't make my list, but it should have. The problem is, I've listened to it a million times, but it... This is, to, in my opinion, a perfect pop song. Yeah. The lyrics, the beat, the like, the energy to it. So it kind of reminds me of Jesse Weir, mm. right? Yeah. Like they could have like done it together. Yeah. It's it's a perfect song. That's, yeah. It's a perfect pop song. There, that, that's it. Like everyone knows this song. We don't even really have to play it. But. No. But there was like a part. I think it was this song, and I, I probably said this on the Bachelor Bachelorette episode. Where me, Ferris, MC, and Amber were in the Uber going to the one destination, and we we're all like talking. Yeah. And the Uber driver's like, "Is this your stop?" And we're all singing, and then Amber and MC perfectly dropped oh, the rap nice. mid conversation. Right. <laughs> no, this is yeah. perfect. Okay. Uh, next one, at ninety five, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, that song again, just like banger out of the gate. 
Um, it made my list too, so I agree. This is the best song off the album, I think. And it's also like the music video. Obviously, you just want to be the floating Jesus. <laughs> no, I like it when he's being chased by the dude to oh, the park. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> and this was at the concert. Like, obviously, yeah. you played the clip. This is amazing. That's a different song. No, bitch. But you know he does that in another yeah. song. Yeah. I think my favorite part is after this part though. We'll, we'll cut it off. This part right here is badass. Yeah, I mean, how do you get much better than that? It's on my list too. Love Kendrick, love the album, love that one. So, um, my next one is kind of a newer song, I would say. We, um, you have it playing this band in, um, when we drive a fair bit. Okay. So, Wet Leg, Wet Dream. Oh, wow, yeah. Right? Yeah. I really like it. Not confused with Hot Leg. Not exactly. Um, Yeah, this is a, well, you know. It's like a, like a female duet. Yeah. Kind of sound like the Beaches, right? Yeah. Sean introduced me to the, I I had heard them, this song before. Yeah. But when I was hanging out with Sean and Dan, Sean played this song, and it made mm-hmm. me be like, "Oh, I do like this song." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a cool, great rock song. Totally. I feel like it would be in like, I don't know. It just reminds me of something too. I can see it in like the OC or totally. something. Totally. Oh, it's a great song. I like, I like this part. The verse is good. Yeah. Just see if there's a music video for this mm-hmm. song. They also just sound like. Um, Sound like how like, I'm used to sound. Yeah, and like Hungry lo-fi high. kind of yeah, stuff. D- yeah, all kind of like always. Totally. Okay, great song. Not on my list, but I respect it. Um, the next one again. It was almost more because I felt like it was a banger. Mm. Um, throughout the summer, definitely overplayed. But I feel like when it came out, we loved it. We also saw Arcade Fire do a cover of it. We loved it. You also <laughs> played that weird cover of it that Mijan and Tesla yeah. did not acknowledge. So as it was by yeah. Harry Styles. Yeah, I get, didn't make my list, but it easily could have. This is kind of like Lizzo's "About Damn Time." This is a perfect pop song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's a pr- come on, Harry. At, and for those who want a deep cut of the podcast, I sometimes used to go, "Come on, Johnny, it's time to say goodnight." Exactly. <laughs> also, a great music video for this song. But yeah, this is a perfect pop song. You can't can't go wrong with this. All right, okay. everyone's heard this song, but great. Number one. This is your number one song. No, no, no. Now I have my number one. No, yeah, this is what your your number one is coming up now. Yeah. Okay. So my number one song. Don't. Go. T- no, just what genre? Rock. Hmm. I know what it is. Yeah. It's a band you shouldn't beat it now. Yeah. It's a little controversial now. No, but that's okay. You're allowed to. You gotta separate the person from the music. And you like what you like musically. It's not your fault. So in 2022, and we spoke about this on the podcast, I think it was like in March or May or something, Mm. Arcade Fire dropped their new album, We, Mm -hmm. and we listened to it, right? And as soon as we were, because we always listen to an album over while we're making dinner. And so I hadn't played music for a couple of years because of the pandemic. And I was so sad. And then Unconditional One, Lookout Kid came on. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with this song. Instantly. Instantly. I, we played it back like four times in totally. a row, I think. We sat on the couch and like just like listened to it. I like deconstructed it while you went to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Um, even like driving around today, I listened to it like twice. And I'm yeah. like, there's just something about it. I tried to play with the band when we first went back to the studio earlier in the fall. 
Um, so I know it's hard to like Arcade Fire now because of Win and all yeah. of his accusations against him. But I will say this is a song that brought me back to playing music That's in it. 2022. What's interesting, it's a great song. It's probably the best song on the album. It's not the best album by Arcade Fire. No. Like it didn't make you. I didn't even remember this album came no. out this year. To be honest, it's, yeah. They, I feel like their first five albums are all like perfect albums, but mm-hmm. the last two are kind of eh. totally. And this album was just okay, but there are some standout tracks. Like this song is mm-hmm. a perfect song. So I mean, totally. Uh, it's yeah, it's tough. Obviously, it's in a tough spot. It's the same with Kanye West. Like <laughs> you love his music, but he's just so off the deep end right now. It's hard to kind of. For listen sure. to or give them support musically but I think that's a great list so ready you're up kid look out kid <laughs> okay so I, I kind of made my top 10 list in order as well so we definitely have some uh, some you of did the make it in order because I didn't yeah. make it no in that's order. okay so number 10 for me it's tough there's so many rap there's a lot of rap songs and there's so many that kind of just missed the cut mm-hmm. but the number 10 song for me is a song called The God Hour okay by ASAP Ant and ASAP Rocky okay and I just think Let's it's... See, is ASAP Ant in the ASAP Mob? Yes. <laughs> Anyone who has ASAP in it, like ASAP Ferg, ASAP <laughs> Ant, ASAP 12E. <laughs> but just like listen to this beat to me is the best. I mean, I'm a sucker for strings, so... Yeah. And I'm a big ASAP Rocky fan. Uh-huh. I just think this musically sounds appealing to my ears. Yeah, it feels like a good nighttime song, yeah. too. And then... So, I mean, I listen to this song kind of <laughs> non-stop. Um, not for everyone, but I definitely love this song. So, just a fun rap song. And then, let me get this ready here. Um, I'm all right to listen to this. So, number t- nine for me kind of came out of nowhere as a band I'd never heard of. And then, just randomly, their music video, I think, showed up on my YouTube like front page. And mm-hmm. I... I search a lot of music videos and movie trailers, so a lot of times in my YouTube recommendation are things I've never heard, but obviously stuff I'd like. But this is probably like the first, like, pure... I love that you explained the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> Listen, you. Can I go on? As you were. <laughs> As it was. This is like the f- the first real rock and roll song I've liked in a few years. Like This is the Flatliners? Yeah. <laughs> this song... I don't know what it is about this song. I know. We should have seen them at the Danforth. They played like, I think, last, last night. night. But I don't like any of their other... Well, I like a few of their songs. But I don't know what it is about this song. Thing I still have to figure out who they sound like to me. But it's like, this song's a perfect mix of like, kind of screamo. Yeah. But then the chorus is just so good. Yeah. Let me just get to that. I don't know, like, what? how do you feel about this song? No, I definitely like it, but every time I hear this guy's voice... He sounds like something. He sounds like something I used to listen to in, like, the early 2000s, and I can't figure out, but I can picture the guy's face and everything. Okay. Yeah, this part I like. I'm just queuing up the next song so we can listen to this. Yeah, I don't... I just like this band a lot. How is that? Did you listen to the album? Yeah. And? It's a bit harder than this. Okay. This is the most commercial song. Okay. But I like this part so good. Okay. Hold on. It has a really good line. What's the line? It's, um, uh, um, anyways, there's a line I really like, but, okay, so the next two songs, that was Flatliners, and did it, I didn't even say what the name of the song was called, Souvenir. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Cool Kids BBT, which we already yeah. talked about and listened to, which we both love. 
sorry. Flatliners were nine. Cool Kids was seven. Spoon is eight. Sorry, I missed <laughs> dyslexia there. Spoon Wild is yeah. eight. So we had the same. Yes, almost same list. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Number six, six is um, Orville Peck. Oh. And this was again tough because he has so many great songs. But number six for me. Is it the duet? No. Ultimately, my favorite song by Orville Peck this year was this one, which is called. I can't hear anything. You're gonna hear it. Out of time. Ah. Out of Time was my favorite by this by Upton. But I think this is what I love about us is like, from a music standpoint, we like so many diverse genres of music yep. and like appreciate just good musicianship. So like, no, this album is so solid. Yeah. I, and like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just picturing like his music video, his concert, mm-hmm. just how much I listen to this album yeah. and it's... It's just, it's weird because we, again, I don't like country music, but I love Maybe this. Maybe you do. Maybe. But again, kind of like how we listen Spoiler to some- alert, I got you Brad Paisley tickets for Christmas. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you hear him sing about beer and dogs. <laughs> so to go to a completely different genre and different style of music, number five for me, let me just confirm. Uh, yeah, this number five is Pusha T's Dreamin' of the Past. Which again, I love this album. This is my favorite song. It samples John Lennon. It's John Lennon, I believe. Yeah, He's, the jealous guy. Yeah, yeah John so, Lennon. Uh, it's John Lennon's song originally, but what I learned was the sample isn't John Lennon's sample. I think it's Don Henley did a version or something. So just to me, this is a super catchy song. I, I will say when you played this for me, I was slightly grinding my teeth because oh, I love this song. Well, I don't expect someone who loves the Beatles to like push a teeth flipping this song. But I like legit was like, because I hadn't started playing piano again. And yeah. I was like, oh, I just want to go back and play with Jealous Guy on piano, like the original. Yeah. So it's just like, you know. Well, again, like, do I expect, would I play this song for Sean? Probably not. I mean, he's listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, but do I expect you guys to like it? No, because you're going to be like, it isn't the original, but. Uh, I just. T- aside from it being a John Lennon song, mm-hmm. it's catchy because it's obviously a famous song, right? Yeah, that's fair. But, um, anyway, I also love Pusha T. So, number five for me is a band I've loved for over 20 years, and they have a new album coming out next month. And they already put out a song with Tame Impala, and my favorite song this year by them is not the Tame Impala song, it's Baby Queen by Gorillaz. I don't know what it is about the song, but I just. It sounds like old gorillas. Yeah, I think so. Like, here, this is from their new album that's coming out next year. It's just like a slower, moody song. Maybe we're just a bit moodier this year, but I just, I think it's a perfect gorilla song to me. It feels like, and I'm sure there was something in between it, but it feels like more Andromeda era to me. Yeah, it's exactly like Andromeda. Uh, Okay, hold on. Um, The next few songs we both did together, so I'm just going to queue up the last one. But we can listen to this for a few more seconds. Yeah, it's just a very pleasing song to listen to, right? So let me just get to the chorus and then I'll turn it off. Hold on. Yeah, very space agey, right? Mm-hmm. So. The question is if Tame Impala and Gorillas come to the ACC, would we go see them? Uh, Gorillas did come 
last year or this year, we didn't go. I've seen, I know, but with Tame Impala. Oh, of course, that I would do. See, the problem is, I saw Gorillaz 10 years ago with Dan, and that was, again, a top five concert Jeez. ever. Mm-hmm. And when we saw them, I, I felt bad it wasn't as good. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so that was number four for me. Number three is N95 by Kendrick Lamar, which we already talked about. Both our favorite songs off the album. And then number two and number one, I had a really hard time deciding, but number two was at the end of the day yeah. by Wallows. It wasn't number one. It easily could have been. But number one, my number one song of the year is by a little band called St. Lucia. And it's a song to me that is also perfect called Touch. Touch. I've, I've said this a lot, perfect song, perfect pop song, but this is a perfect St. Lucia song. And when they performed it live, it was like oh. eerily similar to the album. Like yeah. they're that good. Like as many moody songs as I like this year, nothing beats an upbeat, positive banger. Mm-hmm. And let me just fast forward this a little bit. But to me, it's like the cr- this part's the best, yeah. the crescendo of it. Yeah, it's, I love this song. I loved it in concert. I don't know if I ever showed you the music video for it, but it's like a girl dancing around her apartment. It's really good. Cool. The, but a perfect St. Lucia song. My number one song of the year. I was going to say, too, one of the perils of the pandemic was also we never got to see St. Lucia and Arkells in the States because we weren't traveling. But that would be like if they ever did that again, we'd 100% go. Yeah, because Arkells open for... St. Lucia, Lucia, which is insane. Yeah, so I, I that's that's our best of. I, I feel pretty good. How do you feel about your lists? I love our lists. I mean, it's fun to get things back out there, like concerts, and it makes me really excited for 2023. Yeah. Um, and just like, what what's going to happen? Yeah. Right? So usually we would take one of our number one songs and make it like the band of the year. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that exact Wallows, yeah. St. Lucia, We've used uh, your number one song was Wallows, right? At the end of the day or no? What was it? Sorry. My number one song was Unconditional. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we made that. No, I think we did make that. So like all of our top songs, we've made Mm -hmm. the best song of the week. So what what should be, what should we play this, this week then for like best of 2022? Is there something we've already done? Cool kids. We did that last week. I believe Mm -hmm. we've done Orville pack. We've done gorillas. (laughs) Do you got some BD? E for 2023. Big Dick Energy. <laughs> yeah. We already played Lotto as well this year. We did? We did her other... We didn't do that song. Yeah. We, we did her song with Childish Gambino. Did we do Spoon? We did Spoon. Uh, we did... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did... Yeah, we did Wild already. We did Orville Pack. We did Cool Kids. The only one I can think of from my list would have been the Flatliners, but... Yeah, do it. Should we do? Should we be crazy and do Flatliners Souvenir? Sure. They're, they are Canadian. I think they're from Hamilton or Toronto or yeah, somewhere. Like, we saw their U-Haul on the Danforth. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's let's make them the number one song of the year. Totally. So is, is there anything else? We're at an hour 30. So. No, but just so excited. Um, one thing we didn't do, which um, we should have because it's the best of episode, yeah. is the super fan of hold the on, week. Hold on. I don't got that queued up. We, we Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot to say this earlier, but the super fan of the week for the best of 2022 is well, Megatron. Looks like we got ourselves a live at 605 super fan. 
So Megatron told me that one of the things she does is listen to our podcast while she's working, which nice. I think is hilarious because I feel like this would be super distracting as a thing to listen to. Um, but always appreciate when friends come out to bat for the podcast. Um, but yeah, you are attached to the best of 2022 because you're one of the best of people. That is awesome. So let's end this bad boy. We got mm-hmm. two episodes left. The finale will be your birthday palooza. Mm-hmm. We finally got to celebrate it. Whoa. And we're doing your actual birthday this week. Yeah. So I think next week's episode. Spoiler alert. I still don't have COVID. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Next week, you're going to tell the story about walking through the distillery district. We got someone, a stranger came up to us to talk to us about our car, and yeah. we got a bunch of other fun stuff. So we got two episodes left, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, why don't we just fucking get into it? This is the Flatliners song Souvenir. Yes. Best of the year. Yes. So all the ways to get in contact with our asses, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok.com slash live at 605. And you can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malenkamp. I'm Val Gomez 23. So until next year and next episode, I'm your podcaster, John. <laughs> I'm Val. Be easy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, 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 oh,
John.